Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. This is the only opportunity we have tonight with each other. We don't get these. It's time for 92.9 The Game's High School Scoreboard Show. Join us along with high school sports guru Sam Crenshaw and former high school football head coach Chris Parker. Listen in as we get you up to date on everything you need to know in the world of high school football in Georgia. From score updates to live reports from the week's top matchups, we bring Friday Night Lights to life. Hey, let's get this thing popping, man! 92.9 The Game's High School Scoreboard Show is brought to you by QC Kinetics, non-surgical solution for chronic pain, and Mark Spain. Go to MarkSpain.com to get a guaranteed offer on your home today and start packing. The 92.9 The Game's High School Scoreboard Show is on. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Here's Sam and Chris. And a good Friday evening. Nine floors up in our Midtown Atlanta studios. Sam Crenshaw along with Chris Parker. Got Dom Jaroski on the side of the glass. Welcome in to the first playoff edition of the High School Scoreboard Show. Here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game and 92.9thegame.com. Folks, it is that time of year and it is that night. It is that night where the second season begins and uh, the work continues. Uh, into these games, and every one is an important one because you know that the loser is, is done. Yeah, that's what makes it great and what makes it a little scary when you're coaching or playing tonight, Sam, but you got about 60 teams in most classifications, 32 make the playoffs. So that means, you know, between 25 and 30 teams in each classification, they've already taken stuff up. You know, I talked about that. They're taking so stuff they're up, taking making stuff the up. piles, a pile for the knee pads, a pile for the pants, yeah. pile, you know. They did that last week, and tonight half the team's going to do the same thing. So you're going to get those 32 teams down to 16. Yeah. So you're going to be the sweet 16 of your classification tonight, get that win. You don't ever take it for granted. In the last few years, Sam, there's always been a couple of these number one seeds, mm-hmm. a couple of these highly profile big-time teams out in the first round. Could happen tonight. Yep. Yep, and let me tell you what we're back at tonight, Sam. We're back to having 5A, 6A, and 7A all tonight. We're going to know who they are. Whereas you remember the last few years, we split up Friday and Saturday. Right. This year, we only got 2A and 4A tomorrow. Okay. So 5A, 6A, and 7A, which are the bigger classes, the ones we probably follow the closest here, we're going to know who those 16 teams are before we off the air. Wow. That is coming up tonight. And, of course, we are playing games tonight and we play playing games tomorrow, officiating the main reason 
you know, for, for that. I guess we have some crews that are working tonight that will work again tomorrow. Correct. Yeah, they'll work again tomorrow, and that's why we have the two days. But that's been in the last four or five years. But we do have enough officials now to only make that two classes instead of three. And years before, it'd be like 2A, 4A, and 6A right. would all be off, or 3A, 5A, and 7A. Now it's just 2A and 4A tonight. So if you're a 2A or a 4A school, you're playing tomorrow. The other classifications are playing tonight. Getting down to that sweet 16 for your classification before we're off at midnight tonight. We'll be able to tell you. Now, what's the difference, for, for, for instance, because some people finished their season a week ago, didn't play last week. What is that like to have that last week, you didn't play last week, and now you got a playoff game? Yeah. It, Does that do anything to you? Well, the way the regions are set up, Sam, so if you got, say, seven teams in a region, well, then there, somebody has to have a bye every week in region play, right? Uneven numbers. Six of them are going to play ones off. Somebody's got to be off the first week. Somebody got to be off the last week. Okay. Those are odd parts of the season. They are. But it happens. If you get that bye week at the end, you make the best of it. If you haven't had a great season, you're taking stuff up, you know, one week ahead of time. Yeah. If you had a great season and you're trying to prepare for the playoffs, maybe it's an opportunity to get rest. But truthfully, Sam, coming off of a bye week probably isn't different any other time. You always, the positives of the bye week maybe give you a little chance to get healthy. The negatives are you can lose a little momentum, right? Right. So I think both can happen, and it's the coach's job and the player's job to balance what what they need in those situations. So while last week may have been a bye week or an open week, it's definitely not an off week. It's definitely not an off week. The last year I coached, Sam, 2018, we we were off that week. We were 10-0, and 0, actually, in the regular season. We were off that week, played the next week, played really well in the playoffs, got a win. Um, and so, you know, I, I didn't feel like it was a problem. I thought it was actually a positive. But I think every year could be a little different. You got a lot of momentum. Say you started out, you know, like McEachern. Yeah. You started out 0-4, now you're 6-4. You just want to keep playing, man. You don't want no bye weeks. But if you feel like you're beat up a little bit, you want to get a little, have a chance to get a little more healthy or have a chance to clean some things up at practice, it could have been a positive. Yeah, Cartersville was off. I know there's some teams like that that were off last week that will be back in action tonight. Yep, that's what we have uh, tonight, the backdrop. And our reporters, our guys are out tonight. They're all over the area. We're going to be checking in with games uh, around this part of the state but around the entire state of Georgia as some teams from the metro area have had to make the trip down south, and and some uh, from the south will have to make the trip to come up this way uh, to play their games. We're going to catch up with some coaches who will be playing tomorrow, as a matter of fact, to see what they're doing on this Friday night, because it's got to be kind of odd, because on a Friday night sometimes you may go and scout a potential future opponent, but if all the teams in your classification play tomorrow, there's no scouting tonight. There's nobody to scout if everybody's (laughs) playing tomorrow, but they might be out seeing some friends. You know, Sam, what's great about coaching is you make a lot of friends. Yeah. And, and, I'm, you know, I just I can't express enough that coaching fraternity. So if those people not coaching tonight are probably somewhere else. If their team didn't make the playoffs, they're probably supporting one of their friends. One of their friends. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that, that, is, that is it. That's what make, it, make our game so great in this state and around this area. Uh, my goodness. So that's one of the things we talk about. There's some other things that have happened this week as far as high school sports go as well. Some classification things. People had to uh, appeal for that. Tell you what, Dom, let's get started with that. Um, it's the opening drive. It's time for the opening drive. Brought to you by the WSauce. Bigger, better, bolder. Visit WSauce.com to find a retailer near you. All right. This week, you, you uh, we talk, we've talked about reclassification 
um, the class the classifications were handed out over a week ago. They had until this week to appeal. Right. And some could request to go up if they had a, their rivals, something they want to stick with. And what was that process like? Well, for this week, strange. At first, we talked about this on the air last week, and all this unfolded this week. The first step is they take your enrollment, they put you in a class. You can ask to play up or down. Then up, we grant automatically. You want to play up, good for you, you're up. You're 4A, you want to be 5A, have at it. But if you're 5A and want to be 4A, you're going to have to go through an appeal process. Like court, you're going to stand up there and make a presentation. Wow. And then the committee votes yes or no. Some people's appeals were approved, some were denied. You know, if you want to know more specifics of that, you can go to the minutes on GHSA. But, for example, Rockdale County appealed to move down from 6A to 5A, got denied. Central Gwinnett approved to go from 6A to 5A, got denied. Okay, so Houston County wanted to go from 6A to 5A and got approved. Now, I don't know what the presentation was. I'm not right. trying to say anything was right or wrong. What I'm saying is that was the process. You go up there, you make your pitch, and maybe it would be because your enrollment numbers were wrong. Maybe you have a you, – you know, there was a, a reason why you have so many kids out of district or there's a reason why – you have a high population of a certain group, or there's just some so many factors that can say, "Hey, hold on, these numbers aren't right for us, and here's why." And the majority of teams got denied, so just, a, but a few got got motions got approved, and then so then when they've decided what class everybody was, right? So after all those things, now you're three A, you're four A, you're five A, whatever. No more talking about it. Right. Then we're gonna put you in a region. So we got those regions right here, fresh off the press, Sam. Okay. But you got next week, <laughs> you can appeal your region. Ah. So now we know you're 3A. Right. We know but that. you're in region six. You might want to be in region seven. Well, you can ask. Okay. And now, no harm in asking. Now, now, how long is the period for that? Oh, this week. Okay. No, I mean, you've got a couple of days. And you're going to make your 15 minute pitch, and they're going to say yes or no, and you can go on. That's going to be it. And then that's it. Then then it goes to the reclass. It goes to the entire GHSA um, committee, executive committee, and they vote. So okay. this is still just in the reclassification committee now, but it goes to the entire group. I think that will be in January when it's officially ratified is all the way done. Okay. 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 So watch watch for that. A number of teams I watched some over the week, some that uh, were, were uh, you know, appealed. The appeals were denied, and some asked. And then Westminster was one. I think they wanted to go up to a region, and seemed like it's kind of a, some bigger schools they're in there with. But they also were able to stay in step with some teams, like I think Pace is going to be there, so they get to keep some some rivalries. But I think they're in also with some people like um, um, Centennial, Cambridge. Yeah, they want to go to four A because remember next year the the proposal, which hasn't been a fully ratified yet, but the proposal would be that single A to 3A all play in one playoff. So if you wanted to play for a separate playoff and you want to play with the public schools in the playoff, you have to go to 4A. Okay. And so Westminster and Pace and some of them went up to 4A so they could just kind of stay like it is now, if that makes sense. Okay. And not have the separate private school playoff. Uh, so that's what happened, and we heard about that some this week. So that's uh, it's been a busy week as far as that goes, and, and things we'll see – Continue the process that's going to continue. It's still going on, um, as you said. Now that you know what classification is, okay, now you get set with a region, and is that region's good? And it was a region. Some, you know, because you, you see some regions come out, Chris, and you say, "My goodness, 
that's quite a bus ride. You know what I mean? <laughs> what time are they going to have to get out of school uh, to make it that? And those are things that go into it. I mean. Yeah, they put you in regions. Let's look at 7A real quick. We can go in and give you an idea. But now there's going to be 6As instead of 7, right? So you have a little bit bigger group. So there's around 60 teams in what's now 6A, which will be next year the highest classification. So next year, you know, we're about to kick off in 18 minutes most of these games, right? Right, right. But next year this time, one year from today, the highest class is going to be 6A. And we're going to be talking about teams out of these regions, top four out of these regions. So Region 1, you, same old. But the additions, you got Camden, Colquitt, Effingham, Lowndes, Richmond Hill, Tift, Valdosta. You heard Effingham. Yes. A team that last year, right now, current region champs. John Ford doing a great job. But next year they're going to be up in the highest class. They aren't now. You know, you're looking at teams like Region 2, you got Alexander, Douglas County. Right. Chapel Hill, playing now with Carrollton, East Coweta, and Westlake. That's different than what we got now, right? It is. So this is what you're going to see. How about this Region 7? You're talking about bus rides. You get in a lower class, you can get the bus. Sometimes it ain't a far bus ride. Yeah. But it's far, if you know what I mean. So if you one of these teams that playing in this Region 7, you got Marietta, Norcob, Norpalding, Walton, Wheeler, Etowah, and Cherokee. You're you going to play some battles in there. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's four or five good teams. Only four are going to make the playoffs. Wow. You know, so now you got Region 8, Brookwood, Look Norcross, Norquinette, Parkview, yeah. Peace Ridge. Parkview wasn't in that region now. Now they're over there. How about that? Oh. So you're just seeing a, just a little shift. Adding one or two more teams per region, right? Right. But makes it more difficult to make the playoffs. Man. I'm looking at this, and I'm, I'm looking at, you know, the teams of the Forsyth County schools. Are basically, that's Region 6, basically. It's not all of them. And you got North Atlanta in with that. You got Alpharetta in with, with, your, with your Forsyth Central, your, 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 uh, your Denmark, you know, your West Forsyth, South Forsyth, North Forsyth. Yeah, it just changes the landscape. Yeah. And if you think it doesn't matter, it matters. The reason every game we're going to highlight tonight from now on is from a region that was made two years ago tonight. You know, like. They made these two years ago. They put you in this region, and you finish first, second, third, or fourth, and now you're crossing over with another one. It matters. And so I'll highlight this on the way out of this, Sam. How about this 7-5A? You know, 5A is the second highest class next year. You know, Chattahoochee, uh, Johns Creek, they got good teams, right? But Seckinger, you like them, right? Right. They're in a region with Gainesville, Milton, and Roswell. Whoa. So Gainesville, Milton, and Roswell next year, one of them not hosting the first-round game. One of them's going to be third place. <laughs> yeah, you ain't kidding. You ain't How about kidding, that? Know? Yeah. You know, so there's a couple of parts of this region where you're like, yo, <laughs> yo. <laughs> really, really, looking at that. Interesting, interesting. Well, like you said, everyone can see the regions. Still a chance to maybe appeal some of them, but those were published and released this week by the Georgia High School Association. All right, folks, we're 15 minutes away from the start of our games tonight. 7.30 kickoffs uh, from one end of the state to the other, north, south, east, and west. We're going to come back, and our reporters are going to have previews of tonight's matchups that they're going to be covering. And we'll go over some of the games also that are coming up tomorrow on Saturday as well. It is the opening night of the state playoffs, Georgia High School Football and Georgia High School Association. Glad you're with us uh, for the scoreboard show. Your scoreboard show here on Sports Radio 929 The Game and 929thegame.com.
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is the Games High School's Football Scoreboard Show. Friday night, under the light. Brought to you by QC Kinetics, non-surgical solution for chronic pain. And Mark Spain. Go to MarkSpain.com to get a guaranteed offer on your home today and start packing. On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Inside our Midtown Atlanta studios, opening night of the state playoffs. Games getting set to start uh, less than 10 minutes away from kickoff of the game. Boy, it's that time, Coach. You're a playoff game. Well, anytime it's a game, but you're getting down to this time of the game. You know, it's playoffs. You, you've done everything. As the old saying goes, the hay is in the barn. Is all the preparations. It's just time to go out and play. Yeah, this is the time you like, Sam. 722. Everybody come. you know, you're just kind of coming out of the locker room, starting to assimilate, maybe just hearing that last – little speech that you fire them up, I yeah. guess. You go out and the captains get out in the front and you're going to start playing the national anthem, all yeah. that. It's, yeah, people are getting excited. Yeah. A place like Osborne never experienced that in the playoffs. How about that? How about that? My goodness. They've had to take a little drive, though, from from where they are in Marietta all the way up to all the way to Mill Creek. That, yeah, that's I mean, a little bit of a hike. It's not that far. No. But it'll take you a while to get there. Depends on what time of day, <laughs> what time you leave on a Friday. Yeah, <laughs> it's not that many miles for the folks that don't understand. But yeah. it's uh, it's gonna take you a while to get there. Yeah, that's the thing. That's the thing on a, on a day like Friday. Hey, it's Friday night and they're ready to go. But tell you what, we our guys are out and got some previews. Uh, we're gonna start with Day Day Lewis with a preview for us. Time now for the pregame sideline report. 92.9 The Game's high school scoreboard show is on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. 
Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, the high school scoreboard show with Sam Crenshaw and Coach Chris Parker, Damian Dede Lewis, live here. Joining me on the WaitFor.com hotline, Coach Robert Walsh of the Whitfield Academy Wolfpack. And, of course, guys, we are in round one of the playoffs. Coach, first off, let me say thank you for taking a couple of minutes out of your day to join me. And congratulations on leading your team into postseason play here in just your first season as head coach at Whitfield. I appreciate you having me on, man, and I, I don't know how much of an accomplishment it is within our region making the playoffs since there's only four of us, but um, I know our community is extremely excited about tonight and definitely excited about a region championship for the first time in 15 years here. So, um, But now we're just going to take it one week at a time. All right, and speaking of taking it one week at a time, uh, this season, bit of an up-and-down start for you guys early on, but things came together for you at the right time down the stretch as you now have some momentum, again, heading into this first week of the playoffs. What would you say has kind of helped you guys turn that corner? I mean, an extremely tough schedule at the beginning of the season, I think, uh, you know, helps you figure out some things quickly um, and and prepare for the for the region schedule. You know, a lot of people say they play, play a tough non-region schedule, but, you know, all 10 of the teams we played this year are in the state playoffs, no matter the, the association. So I can honestly say that prepared us for the end of the season and um, set us up for success late in the season. All right, and let's look to the other side as Darlington comes in, a team with a lot of similarities as uh, as you all with Coach Groves being in his first season as the head coach of that program. They, too, um, like you all, lost a lot of players from last year's teams that were, you know, key components to, to the success they had. But what has your message been to your guys in preparing for Darlington? You know, Darlington, Coach Groves does a really good job of uh, coaching his kids up on the fundamentals. Um you know, when you turn on the film, you're going to see a disciplined football team, and they're going to do what they do. They're not going to, you know, try to trick you or, or or do anything like that. You know, they're going to come out and execute well at, at the stuff they do. So um, I told our kids we're going to have to be more disciplined. We're going to have to take care of the football and, and try to create some opportunities for us on defense uh, to get the ball back to our offense. But, you know, if you're in Georgia – high school football and you hear the name Darlington, you know you're going to be in a dogfight, especially playoff time. Well, Coach, I want to thank you once again for taking a couple of minutes to allow us to do a quick coach's check-in with you. Look forward to being on the sidelines to watch this one this evening and uh, want to wish you guys good luck. I appreciate it, man. All right, Sam, Chris, back to you guys. All right, thanks a lot, Dave. That thoughts at Whitfield Academy, first time in a while was region championship. Yeah, great season. They start out rough. They get it together. They win the region. Now they're playing Darlington. <laughs> one of them tough first-round matchups. One of them's got to go home. One gets to advance into that Sweet 16. Be exciting to see what Day-Day. And Day-Day's there, which means it's going to be an exciting game. That means every time he calls in, something's yeah, going to break so loose, right? They don't know how lucky they are that <laughs> they picked their game. So it's going to be exciting to follow that one all night. We'll be. We'll be one of the ones we're going to keep an eye on. Another one we're going to be keeping an eye on is Sequoia and Alpharetta. Garrett Chapman got a preview for it. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game and the High School Scoreboard Show. My name is Garrett Chapman, and I am joined by the head coach of the Sequoia Chiefs, James Teeter. They are at home this weekend as they take on Alpharetta in the first round of the GHSA State Playoffs. Coach, big week of practice, big week of, of preparing. You have a blue-collar type of team, and how has this schedule, this season, prepared you for where you are right now? 
Well, we feel really good. We've had a great week of practice. Our kids have really been focused and locked in. Um, how it's prepared us, I mean, just for us, you know, we started out 0-2, kind of in the same situation last year. We were 0-3 and then kind of got on a run. But we think this season, just the schedule, and, and we kind of made it this way two years ago when we did the schedule. We played some really hard teams up front to kind of get us ready for our region, which I think is one of the tougher regions with Rome in there. But I think just the season in general has kind of gotten us to this point and gotten us ready. We've been battle-tested. A, a lot of our wins have come down to the last drive to, to survive and our kids have handled it really well which i think is a product of them uh, a lot of these same kids played a lot last year and, and went through the playoffs last year and i think it helped them grow up a lot you guys run a very interesting form of offense it's it's a wing t of sorts but you kind of run it out of a shotgun tell people what they can expect up to, to see from your offense <laughs> we're a little bit more old school than people um most people are going to signal everything in and, and uh, our quarterback still runs the sideline. He still gets to play like the old days, but we do it from a shotgun formation. We are a run-oriented team who you probably watch in the last few games. You probably don't think that because we have thrown it for 200-plus yards the last games. Um, but we are our, we hang everything on the run, which is, again, different than most people. And, and But we, we run the RPOs and stuff off of it to, to get it take advantage of what the defense gives us. Um, but it's a little different than what you normally see. Most people are always going to have a tight end and a wing attached somewhere, which gives us an extra gap if they don't line up correctly. Coach, as you're preparing and putting together your final game plans, what are what's the major key for Sequoia to get a win on Friday? Well, defensively, we've got to find a way to slow down their quarterback. He is really, really good. They've got athletes pretty much everywhere, but their wideouts are really talented also. So we've got to find a way to slow them down and, and keep them in front of us. Don't let them get behind us. And if they do catch it, just find a way to make a tackle, not give them yards after the catch. How we can help them is offensively, we're, we're kind of known for long, drawn-out drives. We don't try to score in less than a minute or two minutes. Uh, we're, we're okay having an 18-20 play drive and eating up the clock and scoring, and that's kind of what we're known for. So we as an offense can help our defense a little bit if we can kind of sustain a few of those drives and eat up that clock a little bit and keep their offense off the field. Coach, thanks so much. Really appreciate the time. As we're getting ready for Alpharetta at Sequoia, that's James Teeter, the head coach of the Sequoia Chiefs. Big game tonight. Good luck to you guys. Thank you so much. I appreciate you having me. All right. Thanks a lot to Garrett Chapman for that preview. And thoughts about that that matchup. Yeah, it should be a great one. Garrett picked a great one. That's another one of my old stomping grounds, Sam, since yep. spent seven years working in that stadium Garrett's in tonight. Sequoia started 0-2, won seven of the last eight. Only lost to Rome, which everybody lost to. So I, I think this is a game that you keep an eye on. Both teams are fairly close. You know, Alpharetta is a three seed, Sequoia is a two. They're at home, but I'd say it's a push. You know, I mean, either team can win. Uh, it's going to be really exciting. Come down to maybe a key play, a turnover, a special teams play. You know, there's going to be something happening in the game that really changes things, and Garrett will keep us up with dated. It's going to be exciting to follow all night. Playoff atmosphere, baby. Play, uh, we won some playoff games. We lost some on that field, Sam. I know, I know the feeling. Both teams are going to endure tonight. Absolutely, absolutely. You want to follow along on social media with them as well. Uh, Garrett Chapel is at GCHAP ATL. And of course, uh, Davian Day Day Lewis is at the D Lewis for real. The D Lewis for real. You want to follow up along as they're going to be posting things throughout the night, video clips, uh, just updates from the games there. I had a chance to visit Arabia Mountain this week. And I know there's someone there who coaches that is very special to you. And uh, he talked about how much fun, talking about Coach Julian Washington, and how much fun he had. At the season went right down, 
to the final week. And then even the final game, he had to go to overtime to get past Tucker. And he's talking about Arabia Mountain and beating teams that they hadn't beaten before this season. Like last last season ended with a one-point win over Tucker. Ironically, this year, the one-point win over Tucker makes them region champions. Along the way, they beat Stevenson and Decatur for the first time in school history. Yeah, big season for Arabia Mountain, 9-1 region champs, big wins over all their rivals. The, the, you okay, dumb, but that's, they beat Stevenson, too. <laughs> um, big, big win last week in the region game. But now there's a whole new challenge yeah. for these guys. They're 9-1. and one. People are patting them on the back, telling them how great they were all week. But guess what? They're starting with zero points tonight. Yep. No special points for region championships. You start with zero points tonight. If you lose, you're taking stuff up. Yep. You win, you're in the Sweet 16. This is it's that simple, and that is, that's a new experience for some of these guys and for Coach Washington. Now he's having to pull the team through. So we'll be keeping an eye on them tonight. He said two, uh, two things arrived at, uh, at the school that made him excited. Those two footballs that you get from the GHSA. With the GHS yeah. logo on them, right? Absolutely. He, 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 never, he, never, he never experienced that. Before. Yeah, and if you win, you take them. Yeah. You know, yeah. and – one of my best accomplishments, because, you know, except for being on here with you and Dom and Sam every week, <laughs> my, my next best accomplishment as a coach was two different places. I won the first ever playoff game. Really? That they ever won, both places. Wow. You get that football. Yeah. It's the only thing. I don't have anything in my house that people have given me over the years or whatever. Yeah. The only thing I ever kept got both them footballs, Sam. <laughs> I'll do you that. How about that? How about that? How I mean, about somebody that? be looking for him now from the school. <laughs> Told on myself. No, no, no. But, but it's the GHSA. They send every home team two footballs okay. for people that don't understand what we're talking about. Okay. Just to add in, so everybody's playing with the same football. Okay. You know, in regular season, they don't really care. Right. But in the playoffs, everybody's going to play with the same brand of football. And you win, you take the ball. So. I, you know what? And I, I didn't know that. Yeah. And the home team, if you host. Right. They're going to send you two footballs. But. If the weight team wins, you get to keep the footballs. I mean, it's, it's how it works. Wow. Yeah, so it, it's just a great experience. But it is. I mean, I, I was I was fortunate to be a, a coach at some great places, some great coaches, some great players. But at both times, they just never won playoff games. It was places that had not been traditionally good. And it, it was really exciting to get to win those playoff games. Game I'm, like tonight. I'm sure. I'm sure. And there's some other people going to win. Somebody tonight's going to win the school's first playoff game. Is it going to be Osborne against Mill Creek? Oh, no. You ready to say that one, Sam? Hey. I'm going to make a prediction, probably not. Probably I not. love Osmer, but probably not. But somebody. They'll be big for them to come back with those, with those footballs. Now, if they get those footballs, <laughs> yeah, man, you better watch out. <laughs> All right, folks. Uh, games are underway. We're going to have some score updates for you very soon as games are underway. It kicked off all over the place. You stay tuned. Uh, we're going to check in with Coach Parker coming up next board and check in with I.J. Rosenberg as well. Uh, we continue on this Friday night. It is a scoreboard show, high school scoreboard show here at Sports Radio 929 The Game and 929thegame.com.
School Football Scoreboard Show. Brought to you by QC Kinetics, non-surgical solution for chronic pain and Mark Spain. Go to MarkSpain.com to get a guaranteed offer on your home today and start packing. On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Radio 99 the game, the 99 show on this opening night of the state playoffs. And Chris, we got the scores already coming in from way down in South Georgia. Chris, Chris County's up on helps of a 6 0. That's an early score. Lumpkin County 7, Gordon Lee nothing with 951. This is before people can get in the stadium good. And also, ain't even gotten a hot dog. Nothing. Hadn't gotten any popcorn. You know. And they they rudely go ahead and start scoring. It's right around the corner from us, not too far from us. We can practically throw a stone over to uh, where this game is being played here in Midtown tonight. And Houston County has made the trip up, and they are up 7-0 on North Atlanta in the first round. So these are some first-round games. But I'll be keeping an eye on the games that have already that are underway, and we'll be monitoring those scores and got our reporters out around the area. Let's have the coaches' checklist. Time now for Coach Parker's Coach's Checklist. As Coach and Chris Parker get their analysis of this week's biggest stories. Brought to you by Reliable Heating and Air. Get any sized air conditioner for only $69.99 per month. Visit ReliableAir.com. All right, Sam. It's the season okay. for people to get a new job. Okay. Yeah. And coaching. And that's where we are. So, regardless of what you think of it, it's where we are. We're toward the end of the regular season. You're going to see... Coaches from assistant coaches try to go be other assistants. Uh, some assistants try to be head coaches. Some head coaches will leave and go to other head coaching jobs, right? And so I, I knew because it was that time of year, I chose this topic of things that coaches should be doing now to prepare to be the head coach. So if you want to be the head coach, whether you are currently one or an assistant coach and you're listening tonight because maybe your team's not in the playoffs, what are some things that a coach should be doing at the high school level to prepare themselves to be the head coach? Well, the number one one is actually really easy, Sam, and it's the most important one. You know what it is? What's that? Do a great job where you are. Okay. I mean, really, just nobody's going to get promoted when not doing a good job. You get promoted because you were good at something else. So do a great job where you are. Educate yourself on the process, number two. Make sure you understand how people get jobs, what's expected, what interviews look like, things like that. Every situation is a little different. But you can have an idea of that. Be observant. Take initiative. The best people are people that want to help. They want to take initiative. They want to be observant. You know, look for ways to help. We don't need any of those reverse Marines. You know what a reverse Marine is? Right. The last in, first out. You know, yeah. the Marines, they la- they're first in, last out, right? We got some. We don't need any of those reverse Marine coaches. <laughs> All right? I didn't know that's what you called them. Yeah, I, might be a, I, think, I think my friend Chris Wallace coined that phrase. I can't take credit for it. All but, right. All right. yeah, the reverse Marines. Don't be one of those. Next, continue education. You got to keep learning. You never know it all. You know what's always amazed me, Sam, about coaches, the best ones? You know, and we talked to some of the best on here. We talked to Alan Chadwick. He's won 400-something games. If you go see Coach Chadwick somewhere, he's trying to learn something. You think, what can this man learn? Yeah. But yet I'll see people that are like Dom's age acting like they know. And Coach Chadwick's acting like he doesn't know. You know, go out and learn. No matter what you know, go out and learn more things. Work on a resume. you got to pop on a resume. Make your resume stand out. There's a lot of advice on how to do that. But make your resume stand out. 
Make it interactive. Make it short. You know, put some links in there. Make that thing a PDF so everybody can open it the same. Stuff like that. Okay. Build connections. Because the first thing was be great where you are, right? Right. But the last thing I'm in with is it doesn't really matter who you know. It matters who knows you. Okay. And my friend Amon Tinker stole that one from him. But that's <laughs> that's out, that's shout, such a great line. Because a lot of people will say, well, I know Dom. Mm-hmm. Well, it doesn't matter if you know Dom. It matters if Dom knows you. You can say you know everybody. I can say I know Trey Young. I don't think Trey knows me. <laughs> you know, so right. it doesn't matter. Maybe I'm sure Trey's listening right now. He can call in if right, he wants. Right, right, right. But it, it doesn't matter. I mean, if you want to get to know different people, principals, uh, administrators, other coaches, athletic directors, get to know some people. Build some connections. So be great where you are. Be respectful. But it's okay to build some connections too. Okay. And everything in between. And, and that would be my advice to anybody trying to progress in their career. Really probably good advice for anyone regardless of their career, but we're talking about head coaches right now. Yeah, because things are happening. You talked about taking up gear and, and, and putting the pile of pads over here, and as long as that's happening also, your coaching carousel gets started. Yeah, it's just it's the nature of the job. It's sometimes hard, to be honest, but it's the nature of the job. And so this is a time of year when, uh, in the Parker Resources world, we're educating people on try to how, how to do that the right way. Yep, yep. And, and, and as always, you see – Coaches who come from other places, from other states. Um, Georgia's a magnet right now. And, yeah, absolutely. And that's a whole other thing because you're not just competing with your peers in Georgia. You're competing mm-hmm. with people from other states right. who want those same jobs. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. They, they know how we do this, how we support sports, the importance of it, and uh, how the administrators in school systems and private schools uh, support athletics and the expectations that are here. And so a lot of them look, yeah. uh, look forward to opportunities opening up here in this area. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting offseason. It always is. It's very challenging. It's very tough. It's also the nature of the job. See some different things occurring and, um, you know, excited for the people that get new opportunities and also, you know, feel for some of the people that, that are losing opportunities. Yep, yep. Uh, Lumpkin County is up 14 nothing. It's, still, it's 6.53 still to go in the first quarter. They're not waiting at all. Hey, Sam, how, how many Lumpkin County playoff wins have there ever been? How many? Zero. Zero? Zero. Heath Webb going to take that football, put it up on his uh, case like mine. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he looks like he's going to get him one. He might get him one. He just might get him one. North Atlanta has scored. It is Houston County up 7-3 in their, in their contest. Let's check in with I.J. Rosenberg, but he's getting set to watch a good one too. I.J., welcome into the show on this first night of the playoffs. Yeah, I think we've got a good one. We've got Cass at Cal, and I think that uh, – you know, it's a 1-4 matchup, but I think it's probably one of the better 1-4 matchups. First week of the playoffs, guys, is really imp- is very, very difficult to find good matchups. And I think what's going to help a little bit with this is is the squeeze back down, you know, not having the seventh classification anymore. Uh, realignment uh, has come and gone for the most part, and uh, the new regions were announced yesterday. And uh, they still can be appealed, but a lot of unhappy people today. I got a lot of calls from coaches and even a couple of people asking for suggestions on how to handle the appeal. You know, the problem is this. Everybody can't be great. And, uh, you know, everybody wants to, uh, you know, get in the playoffs. And, and I understand that. But, you know, teams, schools have to understand that, you know, it's, it's, times are changing. 
Um, and I think there's no better example of that than what Nick Saban's had to do. You know, Nick Saban doesn't like the NIL. Um, he doesn't like the transfer portal, but he realizes that if he's going to maintain uh, the competitiveness at Alabama and keep them on top, that he's going to have to adapt. And I think that coaches in this state and even athletics directors and principals have to do the same thing. I mean, you know, I, I'll give you an example. One region, Lanier High School has, you know, hired Kevin, excuse me, Keith Luson, Tyler to come in. And I think he's done a good job there. And he's, gotten them to a pretty good point where they're in the playoffs and competitive. But now, you know, he's going to go into a region next year where he's got Gainesville, Roswell, and Milton, and which probably is going to – you know, he's going to fight for fourth place in a region like that, not just in football but in a lot of sports. But that's just the way it is. And I, I think that schools have to be realistic about their clientele, their neighborhoods. And I also think that, look, and I hate saying this because I'm so against it, guys. But if you don't have transfers, it seems if you're not like in a Colquitt County or a Lee County where, you know, it's a great area for athletes and there's no private schools and there's no other public schools, it's different. But, you know, when you're in Metro Atlanta, you know, it's I'm not saying you have to recruit, but you have to put on a good show so kids are going to want to, you know, so parents are going to want to bring their kids into your neighborhood because that's what parents do. They're shopping. I believe so. Absolutely that. And the other thing that's that, that happens around this area also is our kids from that school being recruited. That's the other thing that makes a school popular and a magnet. Even if they're not winning the state championship, if my kid goes and participate here, will they get a chance? you know, to get a chance to play at the next level. Chris, I don't know what you think about that. Yeah, it's a combination of many things. It's changing dynamic high school football. But you you need to market and brand your school to be the best it can be. And what IJ's saying is a lot of different levels of what the best you can be is. Some people's ceiling is winning tonight. I mean, you can get that one playoff win, the first one in school history or the first one in 11 years or whatever. That's it for you. And good, that's what you need to do. So That can market your – but, yeah, having more recruits having a nice stadium, having a whatever, is those ways to build your brand. And I think what I was hearing IJ saying too, talking about is just the reclassification, is just a lot of different levels of brands, if that makes sense. There's a lot of different, you know, everybody's not going to be Buford and Walton and et cetera, just not. But everybody can be the best they can be, and that's what the community's going to have to understand. Now, half the teams have to lose every week, which is what I heard him say at the beginning, which is one of my go-to lines I tell Sam every yep, week. Half do. the teams have to lose. I can't do anything about that. So it's never going to be an environment where everyone's good at the same time. Yeah, and, and look, high school football in Georgia is great, and one of the main reasons for that is because of the coaching. We've talked about that numerous times on this show. And I think that, you know, when I talk to schools and – we're doing Corky Cal right now, and I'm, you know, I have to put that together eleven games. And I'm look, I'll tell you right now, I'm trying to put together the eleven best games that I can put together. But when I sit down, uh, and I'm going to give you guys an example, and I'm going to go on and tell you this: this will be announced in a couple of weeks when we announce the Corky Corky Cal schedule. So Douglas County, okay, has really changed. Okay, they are not the Douglas County they were five years ago very familiar with Douglas County because we typically have them in what's called the great Atlanta bash the second week of the season down at Midtown high school, but they made a decision three years ago 
that they were going to become more appealing to athletes, okay, which means, quote, you know, they're trying to bring in kids from other areas and, and get them to play for football for Douglas County. And they have done that. And I sat down with the principal um, and I sat down with the athletics director and I sat down with the football coach. And this was a couple of days ago and the football coach's main assistant. And I explained to them about Corky Kell. And I told them, look, Corky Kell is the type of event that can take your school and your program to another level because, you know, when parents are shopping their kids and they know you are playing in Corky, um, you know, it's, it's, it's something that's very appealing. And, and I didn't have to uh, talk for very long before they agreed to play. And we're real excited about having them because one of the things, and Sam knows this, you know, one of the things I'm trying to do in Corky Kell is be more inclusive. You know, we don't want to just recruit, you know, have the teams in Gwinnett and the teams in Cobb like Walton in North Gwinnett. We want to still have those teams, don't get me wrong, but we also want to have the Douglas counties. You know, we want to have the Cedar Groves, which I think we've got a really good chance of having next year. I think Houston County is another team that we're about to go talk to. So we're, you know, so that type of stuff, I think, helps the school. And, gets them to the next level. And, Coach, I think you're so right on you have to have a realistic goal. Look, who was the team that you all mentioned? I, I was listening to you guys before you put me on. It's, it's up 14 nothing, and yeah. could win their first playoff game. Lumpkin County. Yeah, Lumpkin. Lumpkin County. Well, I don't know how long Lumpkin County's been playing football. but Like 70 but years. Good goal. Yeah, that's a yeah. great goal. Also, I mean, they're not going to win a state championship, guys. It's not going to happen, Okay. But at the same time, you ha- and, and you're right, getting to this week for a lot of these schools is, is a good goal for them. And um, so we'll see. I mean, we're, we're excited about Cass and Kell. Uh, we've seen them before. This year we had Cass that played in the Corky Kell Classic. They, didn't, uh, they had a really rough second half against Rome, but uh, they beat Calhoun. Um, they're a good football team. Uh, Steve Gates has done a great job there. Uh, and Kell is another team, a uh, very dynamic, uh, big-time receiver going to Georgia there. Uh, I think Kell's quarterback's one of the, you know, if you want to watch somebody that can really play, the kid's going to end up playing baseball. He's not going to play football. And he's probably going to be a top-five pick in the draft, in the baseball draft. But he is, boy, is he fun watching play quarterback as he's some kind of athlete. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sam, last year Kell, I mean, I'm sorry, Cass, last year Cass, a four-seed, Beat Jefferson, a one seed, one year ago today. Yep. Sure yeah. You never know. Sure did. Yeah, and that's you know that's one of the biggest upsets in a long, long yeah. time. But it can happen. But but for it to happen, and you know, look, you know, my old school Lakeside. I mean, they made a good decision a couple of years ago. Went and said, look, we're not playing. We'll be in a region, but we're not playing region ball anymore in football. And so they're picking teams that they can they can play with and and the kids are having fun again over there you know they're winning football games i mean who cares okay you know if if you're eight and two okay you don't play in the playoffs that's okay that's that's something that's a good goal for a school like lakeside which just doesn't have the neighborhoods full of athletes anymore so but i will say this guys i i think that next year first round is going to be a lot different uh, especially at 6A, because I think you're, 
you've, you have put another 20 schools in the top classification, which is going to, which is going to make things a lot more competitive next year when the ones and the fours play. That's right. Absolutely. Absolutely. But you got a great game coming up tonight and we can't wait to see it. IJ, we appreciate as always you taking some time to spend some time with us here on this first Friday night of the high school playoffs and always great to check in with you. Thanks guys. Y'all have a good evening and a good weekend. Okay. All right. All right. That is IJ Rosenberg and they got a game that's a little over three minutes away from kicking off talking about Cass and Kale, and we're going to watch that one because we know what Cass did a season ago. Yeah, and, go uh, keep. I, I literally am going to watch this. It's in front of me <laughs> as we speak. Yeah, got Houston County closing in on possibly scoring again, but Houston County's up seven three. Uh, four minutes to go in the first quarter of their game against North Atlanta. Sam, before we go, Uh-oh. Collins Hill seven, North Cobb zero. That'd be an upset Whoa. early. How about that one, we got a few scores. Mill Creek already up fourteen nothing on Osborne. Yeah, hang in there, Osborne. Yeah. Buford's up 15-0 on Wheeler. That's the first quarter score. And Lumpkin County's now up 21-0. Still 2.05 to go in the first quarter on Gordon well, Lee. Lumpkin County is not playing around tonight. They're going to get that football. <laughs> They're going to get it, folks. We're going to find out who else is going to get some footballs and a whole lot, else, whole lot else when you stay with us coming up into the 8 o'clock hour. It is the Scoreboard Show, the high school scoreboard show here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game and 92.9thegame.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.